Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The tides are turning, an advantage was played correctly this time, and a challenge gets a new twist. There's a lot to discuss. So don't you go anywhere. I'm Maria Menudos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. <laughs> Hi, all you Survivor fans. What up? We just found out what our hashtags are on YouTube, so we're having a grand old time. But we're gonna <laughs> talk to producer Josh about this. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the Survivor After Show here on After Buzz TV. As always, I am Veronica Valencia, and joining me to my left Yo. is the man of all Survivor tips, Mike Thieling. What is up, everybody? I'm here. We're going to have some tips today. Tips are easy today. We did yeah. a lot of good things today. Good episode. Yeah, we also have some And yeah, tomorrow's Halloween. Tomorrow is Halloween. I am dressed up as, as, as Mike Thieling. <laughs> Jeff Probst in his off hours. In his off hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I am survivor quotes amazing because i just felt like it very very good i'm excited i came from a home haunt directly here some of the awesome crazy lunatics around there in the u.s that decorate their backyard and everything up like a haunted house and i go to those beautiful. Love we it. wish everyone a happy Halloween. Coming up in this episode, we're going to be talking all about uh we're going to talk all, <laughs> we're going to be talking all about Lyro Vokai. We're going to be talking about the reward challenge and the interesting twist that was put on this time. We're going to be talking about Island of the Idols, how Elaine got an advantage and it was played correctly. We're also going to be talking about the crazy post tribal and who was going home? We didn't know. And it was kind of nice to see Vokai at Tribal Council for once. We also have our special MVP segment coming up. And at the end of our show, we will be taking your call. So Mike and producer Josh. 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 <laughs> Guys, we don't do this show alone. He, at this point, should know that he has to be camera ready. And he has a costume. It's producer Josh. Hey, how we doing, folks? I'm actually uh, using this as a past show right now since we were doing AEW, so that's a wrestling show. So if you guys like wrestling, go ahead and check it out. That is incorrect. He's doing it just for you guys here for the Survivor panel. Are you are you a specific wrestler or just a generic luchador? Just a generic luchador. I actually got this Nacho Libre mask down when I was in Mexico earlier this year. Yeah. I had a jacket on, and it's kind of a weird joke, but it, yeah, just long story short. Guys, toss in the chat what y'all are going to be for Halloween. I want to see that. Yes, let us know what you're going to be for Halloween, and we're also going to be putting the number that you can call in in the chat for later on in the show. And the Skype name. So all of our Canadian friends, you can call us just using the straight-up Skype name. Mm. All right, let's get into this episode. Mike. Please. What do you think about this episode? I liked it overall. I love specifically that Elaine is still with us because Mm -hmm. she is by far my favorite person on the entire island right now. What I did not like is what I didn't like for the past few episodes, that... For whatever reason, the editors, the producers, CBS, whoever at large, finds the need to surprise us so much as the viewers. I like the strategy. I want to know why Jason was voted out. I want to know why they decided Tom last night. You know what? And I was giving them kind of the benefit of the doubt that maybe we'll find out at the beginning of tonight's episode for last week. But we didn't. And I really – I'm missing that. I really like to see that. Instead, this just – you know – 
it makes no sense. In fact, you and I both said to each other when we were coming up to the vote, well, I'm scared for this person, but you know what? They basically just do the opposite of what yeah. you think they're going to do. And I just don't like that we don't get to see that strategy. Yeah. I will admit, I do like going into tribal council on the edge of my seat, knowing it could be one person or the other. But going into every tribal, I'm always so shocked. It's like I understand like giving us viewers the idea of a blind side, like how the survivors have a blind side. But I don't know. I like going in, maybe rooting for my person to not get eliminated, and then it happens. Or like someone else getting eliminated, you know? Absolutely, but I think you can you can have an easy mix of both. So as we were going in, we saw them talk about three people. Let's, right? Let's let's ah, let's hold fine. off on this until we get to tribal. Uh, okay. But no, back of that. This episode was great. This was the kind of episode that I was waiting for. I was waiting for to see something good work and come from Island of the Idols because so far nothing... Yeah. We've seen them succeed, but we've never seen the benefit of the reward that they get at Island of the Idols. I liked seeing that. I liked Vokai going to Tribal Council for once because they've just been on top and so for so long and it was kind of nice to see some people at Tribal Council who don't really go to see how the tides are turning that yep. way. And I also just like Elaine. I think she's I really Elaine. great. She's and great. And this was just a really good episode that was different because it finally twisted things up and I really liked that. So let's talk about uh let's actually talk about post tribal real real quick with Lyro and how basically Nora we can tell that Nora wants to flip on somebody. Yeah. Nora is always such a wild card. She's really feisty. She's fiery. She's completely unpredictable. You know, they really they tried to get her out somewhat before the whole swap and everything. I don't know. She's very difficult to trust and yeah, it just makes me nervous the whole time. And, you know, nothing nothing helps the rest of the episode. We don't really hear from her. But then right away again in the coming attractions, <laughs> whatever, yeah. which I like to call them, we see her just trying to rally something again. So she's mm-hmm. really playing hard trying to start something. Makes me nervous. Here's the thing. I don't... I don't blame her for wanting to try you should. and start something. You she should. should. I should blame her. No, no, no. <laughs> you should try to start something. I'm not saying yeah. she's necessarily doing anything wrong. I'm saying if I'm an outside person looking at it, it's making me like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I was just, stand- as a viewer, I was just watching it and I was thinking to myself, would anyone want to team up with Nora? Because I get what she's saying. She wants to get out the people that were targeting her. She also wants to get out sure. people who can be seen as threats later on in the game. So I dig that. I dig that she's trying to take initiative. I'm just wondering if she has set herself up to be someone that no one wants to work with. Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Easy, easy, easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now let's go on over to Vokai, where since last episode, we didn't really get to experience it because they want immunity, but last episode after the switch, they saw themselves as a 4-4 vote. And they're still throwing around this idea that everyone is willing to go to rocks, which is not true. It's definitely not true. No. Nor, honestly, should it be true? If we're going to do some Mike Survivor tips right off the bat, going to rocks is a terrible idea. I don't think, and someone, you quite possibly can correct me right away, but somebody in the chat surely will. I don't think anybody has ever gone to rocks and it worked out anywhere near what either side would have wanted. No. It's always some random person who is in no... trouble of going home or no danger and they end up going home it's a terrible thing if you spent you know just like lauren said today since she was 11 wanting to get on survivor don't leave it up to chance do something and luckily that's what we see today and Mm -hmm. yeah i think going to rocks a terrible idea overall 
Yeah, no, going to rocks is never a good idea because, like you were saying, because the people who they really want to get out automatically become safe, and the random person who goes home because of rocks is someone who was never a threat to going home in the first place. It does decrease the numbers for whoever wanted the numbers, but still, it's just, it's a very disheartening feeling to go to rocks and leaving it up to chance. It's bad. But they, for some reason, think like, oh, yeah, I would totally go to rocks. To which... Not Aaron. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, not Aaron, who doesn't want to go to rocks, who was quickly willing to flip, but I think that's a terrible idea, and we'll get into that a little later when we talk about tribal definitely so right now let's go into the reward challenge they want to see what they're playing for veronica they do that's one of my quotes that's one of my jeff quotes because you guys i am survivor quotes none of the fixins today (laughs) none of the fixins but you want to see what we're playing for today yes um yeah classic reward this was a good. This was a good reward. This was a good reward challenge. However, Mike, you and I had a similar reaction when we saw that there was a little new twist on this challenge, which yeah. was the person who they carry on top of the platform has to be the person that shoots the hoops. And I liked this challenge because it made them have to think more strategically because they can't put someone tiny and light that they can just fly and buy on the cart and then have their greatest, you know, shooter throw the baskets, basically. Sure, that's the easy go-to. You put some small person on there who's easy to carry. That person, not saying for sure that they wouldn't, but probably a more likely probability that they're not able to throw the basketball and score quite easily, or excuse Mm -hmm. me, quite as easily, right? So definitely some more strategy. I also don't know if we've ever seen a challenge where they had to lob balls or something like that while in a cage, which is extra difficult because you got to definitely get it over there and you can't get as close as you possibly wanted. So they are heavily... Oh, no, uh oh, Well, we used that one already. It's fine. They're heavily, this season and last season, we're really, really, really recycling challenges these days. There's not as many brand new ones. So these little twists, I think, are really necessary to keep it interesting Interesting, and see new stuff. And for them as well, because you can... Here's another survivor tip. A lot of these challenges repeat over and over, year after year after year. If you've made it through a couple rounds of auditions with Survivor, you should be bouncing on your toes for half an hour or something at home. You should be practicing somehow. So throwing these little twists in can keep them off their game a little bit at least. I like the fact that you brought up that they reuse challenges because at this point, I'm sure that once you find out that you're on Survivor, you probably also study these challenges. And that's exactly what Chelsea did. Just a little throw in a little bit of tidbit. Chelsea, who was eliminated with an idol and went home with an idol in her pocket, she was eliminated right before the fire puzzle challenge and she tweeted about how like I went home right before the challenge that I studied so hard for and uh, you you know you would think this would be common sense at this point but still people go on we know that don't know how to swim that don't know how to build fire that don't know how to do all this kind of yeah. stuff so absolutely you should be challenging yeah. you should be trying all these challenges out you should be I don't know getting sticks and tying them together and yeah. sticking them through and trying to get keys or any of these kind Anything, of things yeah. that you know especially endurance endurance If you have to stand on something small or something like that, you're not used to the pain in your feet. You're not used to the pain in your legs. You're not used to that kind of specific stamina. So it's good to pre-get some kind of idea of what it's going to feel like, how you're going to handle it, if you're even going to be able to do it. Who knows? But some kind of practice. You should be getting it in. For sure. And I just want to point out, yeah, sorry, guys. We mixed up the challenges. This one was like they had to do the slingshots, and the next one was throwing the baskets. Ah, yes. Okay. They both included throwing, shooting something. Right. So, it's fine. That's fine. Exactly. But, once again... I think we were having a heavy conversation about your costume while they were doing the slingshot thing. (laughs) 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 Trying to figure out where exactly to put all your quotes. 
<laughs> and uh, with this reward challenge, obviously, Vokai wins again. Um, and I, this was kind of, it was whatever, you know, it was just reward. But I was really hoping that it wouldn't just be another Vokai win episode because you need to switch things up. You know, we sure. don't, there were some people on the original Vokai tribe that we still don't really know as players and therefore can't really root for them because we still don't really know them. Yeah, absolutely. And you never just want to see one tribe dominate. It's not very interesting. Mm -hmm. In seasons where one tribe dominates the entire time, the game doesn't actually get interesting until after the merge. And you do get to meet a bunch of these people and see how they actually play. So it's cool to see the strategy and stuff working out on both sides. And to that extent, it also, we're going to get into, I mean, most of this episode is about tribal, right? So what we'll see is, do you actually flip because when both tribes are winning somewhat evenly, you've got to think after the merge, which tribe is going to have more people, who's more likely to have more original people, and are they more likely to get back together with their original yeah. tribe mm-hmm. or stick with you? So it makes the voting and the strategy around that much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And in this uh, challenge, even though Vokai wins, they send Elaine off to Island of the Idols. Unknowingly. What do you mean unknowingly? Well, they just said she was going to sit out and then just said, surprise, you're going to Island of the Idols, which is also interesting because now moving forward, any tribe who's down a member, they're going to think you could be going to the Island of the Idols. Most of them don't know what that means yet, but I was very excited, as I'm sure you're going to bring up, that finally we get some collusion between people who have been to Mm -hmm. Island of the Mm -hmm. Idols and it worked in the most perfect way. We'll definitely get into that. So, yeah, Elaine goes to Island of the Idols. And, of course, you know, she has the same kind of spirit as Elizabeth, which is just going for it. You know, a couple of the other people who went to Island of the Idols were gave it a thought, you know, a quick check in to figure out if they really want to get involved in this. She was just like Elizabeth and like, I'm going to do it. No thoughts necessary, which, you know, impulsive can be okay, but not necessarily all the time. I think she had... A risky, so yeah, her challenge was to get a secret advantage during the immunity challenge. The cage thing that I wrongly said was in the uh, reward, yes. Yeah, so it was, that was risky. It was pretty risky. Um, It was risky. I actually thought, especially since we've seen this before, like we talked about, a few different people have grabbed the hidden sack from underneath the table or whatever. That's a common kind of hiding place in general for advantages. So... I like her tenacity. I'm I'm probably straight up with Boston Rob on this. I like her tenacity and wanting to go for it. However, they set out very specific rules. You have until this sand runs out. Okay. Ask some questions. Try to at least figure it out. I thought they were just going to straight up tell her and she had until the sand runs out to be like, yes, I want to do it. Maybe. We don't, so we don't get to find out exactly right. So if I'm her, I'm at least going to ask questions. I would probably straight up, I think I'm going to go for it anyway because I'm kind of of yeah. that mindset. I don't want to throw challenges. I want to participate. I want the survivor experience. I think I, I would have definitely wanted to do it, but I feel like I'm the kind of person or player who's going to wait right until the sand runs out and then I'll say, yeah, let's go just to see if I can get some more information out to rob about what exactly it is now i don't think that would have changed her mind because while i don't think it's a cakewalk i think this little challenge is probably one of the easier ones there's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of distractions somebody in the chat correct me or or you correct me i don't know that anybody has failed at the grab the package under the table thing and stuff it in your pants for an advantage during a challenge it's a very attainable quest it is it's a very attainable quest and again the chat can good correct. word yeah can we get quests in survivor more mm. yeah 
uh, and we can hand it over to the chat for this. I don't think anyone has failed in the sense they got caught, right. but I know people have failed in that they just were not able to completely get it without thinking they would be caught, if that makes sense. No. What? <laughs> wow, that was... I totally understood that. I totally missed that. No one has gotten caught trying to take it, no, but... No one... I don't think anyone has gotten caught trying to take the advantage, but I think pe- people haven't successfully gotten the advantage because they never found an opportunity to take oh, it okay. sneakily. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And again, that I feel like that we're just in agreement. I think that's a... Uh, it's an easy one to go for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like you're saying. There's a lot of distractions. It's kind of easy to slip in there. Uh, My strategy for this, by the way, guys, in case anybody cares, I don't oh know <laughs> what she did, but you saw right away. Maybe she felt under the table on the other side because you saw Elaine real quick pop over to the other side, right where we knew it was. I said to you right before this started, what she needs to do is fall on purpose. So once they get right near there, you need to fall, look Mm -hmm. under the table where it is, scramble right away and get back up and just try to get at it. She might be one of the closest people to ruining this advantage when it popped right out of her pants. <laughs> she oh just my took gosh. it out of Oh no. Woo. No, I love Elaine. I said, no, don't go out like that, this. That, <laughs> that gave that my heart skipped a beat. For a with second, that. I thought yeah. she didn't realize that she lost it. Yeah. I said, oh no, not like I this. thought I thought that was like a big enough thing for someone to realize, but luckily, like you were saying, everyone was so distracted, my heart skipped a beat. I was like, no, girl, get it back. Um But yeah, before we kind of dive into the challenge a little bit more, I just want to bring up a few little things before that. So first of all, I want to shout out to uh, Robin Sanders' mansion. Yeah. On Island of the Idols. (laughs) It kind of makes you think, like, can't the tribe with 10 people make this if it's literally just Robin Sanders doing stuff with Bamboo the entire time? Maybe they got better tools and stuff like that. But, I mean, this really goes to show you what you could do with just a little time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to know if they are... I'd love to know the schedule. Do they have the exact same hours and stuff as the rest of these people? Uh, because that thing is nuts. It's like three stories. And we're making lean-tos over here. Come on. Yeah, of course you could live there. Yeah. And then also giving another shout-out to Elaine because we have been saying, you know, it's getting to that point where enough people are going to Island of the Isles that they can come back and either work with the people right. who have already went or get called out by the people who already went for having a really bad lie. Yep. And I like that Elaine was probably the first person to come back and say, you want to know what? I want to work with someone who went to Island of the Idols. And she confides in Elizabeth about the advantage. Thousand percent. We've been saying this since Island of the Idols came into effect. The cool part is going to be the second person to go because then they automatically have a little buddy, a little alliance, Mm -hmm. a little secret between the two of them. Some secret like that is going to bond you to somebody else right away. It's It's a great motivator for keeping quiet on both sides and... You keep my secret, I'm going to keep yours. It's it's an auto-alliance. So I was really happy to see how she used it, and especially to full effect. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right. Now let's move on to the incident. Eric says Boston Rob summer home. Probably. probably. He probably just lives on Fiji oh, now. I, I could totally see that, yeah. <laughs> uh, next we should go into the incident that happened at Vokai. But before we do that, hey, Mike, we're the ESPN of TV Talk, right? Yes, you want to tell us more about that? <laughs> I wanted to see how you were going to follow that up. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> As my costume colleague here Yay! rightly points, we should have had ESPN of TV talk as one of your little quote bubbles. We Although Jeff have. doesn't say that. Guys, you know we love you guys. You are our extended panel. Everybody here hanging out with us in the chat. Or if you're watching or listening to us later, you don't get a shout out like this. Raven, Jess Sheldon, Thomas, Eric, Chels, Nathan, Raven again. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are watching us right here on on uh, YouTube. That's where we broadcast. Give us a big thumbs up. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any of your other podcast places, give us a big five-star review. Leave some comments. Let us know that you did because we love to shout you guys out. And as Veronica said, you help make us After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. And Joseph Boza, I saw you at the end, bud, buddy. Woo! Thank you, <laughs> yeah, You got it. Great. Now, let's go into this incident that happened over at Vokai where Jason makes a dro- he makes a comment using a derogatory war- word towards him. He made Jamal. a stupid joke. Yeah. It's not a derogatory term. It's not a derogatory term. I think it's a loaded term. It's mm-hmm. a loaded name. A do-rag is a loaded name for an item. I don't think I don't think you necessarily call it derogatory because it's a it's a literal thing. Uh, it's a bad joke that he thought he was making. It's definitely loaded and shouldn't have been said. And yeah. I think he realized it right away. Oh, no. I think that he realized it right away that it was a very inappropriate joke to make. I don't think he realized just how significant that you that word was and how inappropriate it was to use and or just how much it could affect. Because as Jamal puts it out, you know, like there's like certain caricatures uh, that that word is associated with, and sure. it's you know it's 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 bad. But what I did appreciate about this scene was that Jack realized right away that it was a very bad joke to make, and he immediately apologized to Jamal, which Jamal found respectful because, as he so pointed out, he doesn't get apologies like this. And it is also very mature and respectful of Jack to realize he did make the mistake and to swallow pride, which I don't think he was. He had much pride because he immediately acknowledged it was bad. But to be humble and to say, Jamal, basically, I was uneducated. Please tell me uh, what I what was so bad about this because I just because I don't know. And he's you know, he made he's privileged. He doesn't realize the type of things that Jamal has gone through. So it was good for these two men to sit down and really hash that out. I thought it was great. I thought the best thing about the whole thing was. He made a dumb joke. He, I think he really thought in Jamal was mind, a friend. In his it. mind, he right? He made a joke. I think he thought Jamal's his buddy. He made a dumb joke in his mind, instantly regretted it. Um, I've said dumb things. I understand the pit in your stomach when you're like, oh, I was just trying to mess right now. I said this is stupid. You know, and he, just like Raven said in the, in the, um, excuse me, in the chat, I was happy he apologized. I felt it was genuine. I thought it was really genuine, too. I don't think he has, you know, at least from this stuff that we see, any mm-hmm. malice in his heart. And it was. I thought it was great that Jamal sat down and just talked to him about it. And cool. Like, everything yeah. is cool. There was, there was no ill intent, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I thought that the resolution they came to yeah. was fantastic. And I like that, you know... They can continue to work together because they seem like probably a really good little alliance and pair. And, um, yeah, everybody learns a little bit more. Yeah, I think the conversation following that was very important. And I think it was a good eye-opener for Jack. And I think that, like I said, I think Jamal was very, very appreciative that, you know, Jack did seem to give – that Jack did give him a very sincere apology because he has never really had that. Yeah. I And – 
obviously something like that shouldn't be said. <laughs> and, you know, if someone makes some ignorant comment like that, then, yeah, someone does deserve an apology, especially in a situation like this yeah. where it's not meant. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think that if somebody makes a kind of racist or prejudiced comment, um, I, the apology doesn't come off like that. They don't feel like that. I, I, I feel like that just speaks to how genuine that it wasn't it was it wasn't coming from a bad place. Mm-hmm. It was coming from a dumb joke that he thought was going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to the immunity challenge. Uh, so this is the challenge, guys. With, Bria, with hang the cage. Huh? one second. Bria is really interesting comment. It's crazy how Big Brother and Survivor are on the same network, but their issues are handled so differently. That's really fascinating. That's really fascinating. So you don't watch Big Brother, right? I do not. Okay. So there was, and my memory is so terrible. I forget everybody's names so fast. But there was a similar incidence um, of a kind of racial tension in the most recent one where it was seen as a couple of the house gets were being prejudiced towards some of the other ones. The two that were black were kicked out almost immediately. And so you had all of America watching. And then a lot of people were clipping out the things that they, that these other people had said that weren't broadcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was interesting because here you have Jack making a dumb statement, but right away it can be resolved. Whereas in big brother, it was kind of like off camera away from them. So the people didn't know any of these comments were being made. So, uh, interesting that, yeah, we, um, we get out on both of their kind of biggest reality shows. So, yeah, let's go back to the immunity challenge. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, because good point that you bring up, but let's go back to the immunity challenge. Yeah, That's pretty deep. Back to fun stuff. Back to survivor. Uh, yeah, so this is the challenge, guys, where this is the cage, this is the throwing the basketballs, now we're on the right track. Got it. Um, yeah, so this is the challenge where <laughs> where Elaine almost completely screws up, which would have been very scary because I was so totally sad. rooting for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty elaborate challenge. I don't necessarily remember a challenge like this, uh, but I think she did really well, all things considered. And it, in some kind of sense, I would say that she was lucky because it was a big enough mishap that people could be like, Elaine, why are you all the way over there? Why aren't you helping us untie, you know, the net or whatever? She turned her back towards the table. Yeah, yeah it could have gone really bad. I think she really, really benefited that everybody's so focused on that table. They're focused on the center. So she was able to actually spin around, mm-hmm. roll her eyes at the camera and how dumb she just popped out and then stuff it back in her pants. So good, good, good. Interesting. I don't, I don't know how far ahead you want to get. She had it. Yeah. So even if someone saw her at that point, okay, with what we know of her revealing it to Aaron and everything... And the way the votes turned out, would it have even mattered if everybody found out? Because everybody did find out before they voted because she reveals it. So that's something interesting to think about, too. 
It's true. Well, let's kind of jump into that because, uh, you know, the challenge is the challenge. Lyra wins, which finally, good for Lyra. We finally see uh, a twist in things. You know, Vokai finally loses and we get to see them go to Tribal Council and things, like I said, get shaken up. So let's talk about post-challenge where we obviously know Elaine invited, uh, confided in Elizabeth about the advantage because she had gone to Island of the Idols. And she also tells Aaron and Missy about blocking the vote, which can be very dangerous opening up to so many people or confessing to so many people that you have an advantage. What do you think? Uh, Because of what we knew in the background, um, I'm not sure what Eric is saying. Mike's in the water again. What water am I in? Um, Because of what we know in the background of Aaron being very likely to swap, yeah. It made me really nervous. I thought it was dangerous. Yeah. I was down when she just told Elizabeth, I think, because I, I, in my gut, always felt a stronger connection with at least the girls or at least the two mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, but then telling Aaron made me nervous because they never really seemed like they had a good connection other than the fact that they were on the same tribe. So whatever in her gut told her to trust, maybe she did feel like she was on the outs and in trouble in general. So it's a really, really tough call. I, I ugh. If she hadn't, hindsight's twenty twenty. but if she hadn't told Aaron... Maybe he does flip and she Mm -hmm. would have gone home. Yeah. Maybe since he knew that gave him enough time to really think, do I want to flip? Do I want to stay with the three of them? Mm -hmm. Because of the block. And and because of the block, it's guaranteed that he's okay if he doesn't flip. If she didn't tell him and he didn't think about that all day and he just decided I'm not going to rock, so I'm going to flip. Maybe there's not enough time for him to change his mind at tribal. It's true. With this uh, advantage, it gives them a very clear way of having the upper hand. Had she not told him about the advantage, it definitely would have, in Aaron's mind, make them think, make him think that they would go to rocks, which he wasn't about, which no one is ever really about. So no. it would make sense for him to flip. It. I was very nervous when she first presented the idea or sharing her advantage because, yeah, we knew Aaron wanted to flip and... Aaron, knowing that Elaine has an advantage, he could definitely use as just more ammo for for people to see his side and get Elaine out, which is what he did. He did tell people, or at least he told Jason, right, about the advantage. Oh I wow! Thought, someone, someone, chime in. I thought Aaron. I didn't think we saw him tell anybody on the other side. I thought he did. Maybe not. Maybe I miss. I thought saw he just that. told Jason that he was still good. That he's sticking with them. Yeah. But not that she had an advantage. Yeah. Please let us know because <laughs> I felt like that happened, but I could be wrong and that's totally okay. Uh, probably wrong. Probably wrong. Yeah, whatever, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was very dangerous. And this is something that we were talking about where a lot, Mike, a lot of the season, we don't know what they're going into tribal with. This is something very new that we're seeing this season. And once again, that happens because right before tribal, we know that Vokai is going for Elaine. But we don't know what the original Lyra want because they throw out everybody's name. They throw out Lauren. They throw out Dan's name. They throw out Jason's name. They throw out Tommy's name. So it's like... We we have no clue who they would potentially want to yeah. vote out. And this to me is annoying. If the predominant, unless there really is no predominant person, right? If mm-hmm. it is Jason, then let us hear everybody talk about why and Jason. And we'll know 
okay, Aaron can either stay with them or he can flip. That's enough of a, I don't know what's going to happen, because we really didn't. Mm -hmm. But I want to see why, how did they all agree on Jason? When did they all agree on Jason? That's interesting to me. So at least we know the origins of voting Jason out. Versus just, Yeah, what about Jason was more threatening than Tommy? Who I think Tommy would be the obvious vote. I thought so. I thought so too. I thought Tommy, Tommy to me seems more athletic. He's definitely an alliance maker. He seems very strong and loyal to his people. He seems more threatening to me than Jason does. I mean, I have Jason on my fantasy draft, but that's neither here nor there. I still think Tommy is more, is more troublesome. Yeah. Let's get into tribal now. Because Bria said, "Sorry, so Bria Carter says I could have sworn Jason's name was thrown out. It was, but they went around the horn and they talked about everybody on the other, all four of them as being a threat. Lauren, they brought up, they brought up Tommy, they brought up everybody. So there's no definitive strategic talk about yeah, who they want to get of out how, of who they exactly. They were like Dan is searching through bags. They can't trust Lauren. I think Elaine was saying she has Tommy in her pocket, but they were still talking about right. every single person. Right. And so that's why it was weird to see of like, okay, well, who exactly?" do they want to get out and that brings us to tribal where i honestly thought aaron would be it would be a huge mistake if aaron flipped because it would not make sense i agree it would not make sense because right now he has the perfect way for the original lyro to get their numbers back which is canceling one of their votes which makes it four three and then tommy i don't think he realized how dumb of a comment this was but Tommy made a dumb comment in the sense that he said, oh, Lyrol should come with us because we have the numbers here and then we have more people back on the other tribe, so yeah. you should come with us. That's the... So that way, you know, we, you know, and it's like, no, if they know, that's something to think about. They didn't probably weren't even thinking about the other tribe. That's the literal reason why you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> because then you're just going to get outnumbered when the merge happens. It's mm-hmm. a, it, it, He gave them the exact reason why not. And, you know, when they all rose... Raised, raised, rose, raised, raised their hands. So they all raised their hands and said, Yeah, I'm willing to go to rocks. Maybe that really popped it in Aaron's mind, like, nah, yeah. I'm not. And maybe I don't really trust them. You know, when you flip, I don't care the dynamics. When you flip, you are instantly the low man on the totem pole on that mm-hmm. side. It's just true. Okay, they could like you a lot, but you still are not their original tribe. If they merge back together and they get strong, you're still going to be on the low end. You're still going to be on the bottom. You, It's got to be a real strategic, I think, almost last-ditch effort to do something. And he it didn't does. need to do he that right here. Know. They had the surprise power. And I like the way it played out. We got to take calls soon. so We do. So let's just finish this up yes, real please. quick. I love how there was chaos at Tribal. At first, again, I was nervous when Elaine presented her advantage right before the voting. I was a little nervous. That was gutsy, man. That it was, was gutsy. gutsy. I, it was gutsy because, I mean, I don't know what they could do because it wasn't like, oh, she has an idol, so they have to strategically plan, like, okay, who are we going to split the vote again? Right? It was just block some someone's vote. But so, it worked. But Damn, it worked. it worked. But it worked. But I completely agree with you. I think... You know, for Aaron to flip, if he flipped, he would have been at the bottom always because, you know, he like you were saying, he wasn't the original tribe member. And, you know, right now there's no reason because he had all the power in the world to stay with the majority. And I'm very happy that he did not mess up his game by flipping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, that just about wraps up our review for 
episode six, Suck It Up Buttercup, which was a very appropriate kind of term because there was that moment in Tribal where it was like, you know, the original Vokai were on this high of power, and in the minute they saw that they could potentially be on the bottom, it was this instant, like like, severe fear. Well, like, we understand fear, but, like, the severe, like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going to happen? Like, that's, it's the game. It switches so fast, you kind of need to be ready. You can't always live on this high of power. I just put the phone number, and then after Buzz TV 3, like I spelled it out there, is the Skype name, if our Canadian friends want to call in, and we already have Whoa. somebody. As Whoa. Josh, Josh, you could take that. And I just wanted to say, just to piggyback off what you were saying right yeah. there, I never, ever understand how when something happens like this. So you had their foursome on there in power, thinking they were in power, right? They were going to get Aaron to flip, and they're in power. And then all of a sudden, something flips, and they're not in power. The tears and the anger and whatever. It's like, yo, you were just about to vote somebody out. You thought you had the power. Have you never watched one episode of Survivor? Stuff flips. Stuff happens. That's a good game, man. That's a good yeah. game. That's not the way to be. Caller, what is up? Who is this? Hi. How's Hi. it going? Who are Hi, you? Hi, who's this? <laughs> uh, my name is Jeremy. Uh, what up, Jeremy? I'm from uh, Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. It's currently 1 in the morning. Hey, wow. what's up? That's right. Thanks for tuning in, man. What did you, you think of tonight's episode? I thought it was great. Um, uh, it was a lot of... It was really jam-packed with a lot of different things. Like, there was social commentary. Yep. There was a little bit of the strategy. Obviously, the big surprise at the end. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I have my own theories on why every vote is kind of a shock. Oh, hit it. Why? Yeah, let us know. Well, personally, I think it's kind of like they kind of won an Emmy. So, to create this sort of, like, dramatic thing in a reality TV program so that no one knows who goes in, oh, my God, it's so captivating. Mm. I get what you're saying, to me, it doesn't make it like that. It just annoys me. You know, because remember what I said earlier. I think you can still have that... That, that shock. That but you, shock. But, you but I want to see the know. strategy of yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. Who's your who's yeah, your favorite like, right now, Jeremy? Uh, currently, right now, I really, really, really like Dean. But not for any strategic reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. Usually, whenever he talks or does anything, it's really funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, like his whole let's split the vote in front of everybody. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like, you you like him be- because he is a very imperfect player. Straight foot and mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to say that a, yeah. every player is perfect, but he is playing the game kind of oddly. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. The whole Detective Dean thing last episode was also a real like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're cringy, but I want you to make the merge so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You stir up a lot of stuff over there. Nice. What, uh, give us, go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah, I was, I wanted to like, I agree with you on the strategy thing and I really want them to do like in the, I want them to bring back the previously on, but to show how they came up with that vote. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. If they would at least, right. If they at least satiate our thirst for knowledge on why they did this, I would accept it. But just, they just, every episode they've just left it like, oh, we're back from tribal now and it's just gone. Yeah. That's the interesting stuff. Uh, real quick, because we're going to take another call. Give us a prediction for next episode. Um, I think Lara goes back again, but I think finally Karishma is leaving this game. Ooh, I, I know right. it's a little harsh for me to be like this because she got no TV time, no confessional this episode. True. 
I just want her gone so bad. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think if I here's my personal thought. If Karishma was going to be gone, I think she would have been gone a long time ago. I think at this point, as sad as it is to say, she will probably be taken to the end or at least very far because they because the contestants will think that no one will vote for her and taking her is an easy way to win. I mean, as of right now, she's got to be an easy win in the end. She can't. She can't. I can hear her jur- her speech to the jury already talking about how she controlled the game like yeah. Angelina did in sure. David versus Goliath. Oh, Angelina. Uh, of, course, of course she did. Dude, Jeremy, thank you so oh, much yeah. for calling, bro. Appreciate Happy it. anniversary to Jackets and Eggs. All right. All right. Thank <laughs> Take you. Take care, buddy. See ya. Bye. Take it easy. Whose anniversary is it? I'm not entirely Jackets sure. and Eggs? Yeah, Jackets an- and eggs. Happy anniversary. Whatever Jeremy said, happy anniversary to yeah. you. <laughs> Guys, the line's back open. I spammed it up top. Yeah, man, if Karishma... What is it? It's at some point, what do you think after the merge, where people start deciding, do I take this person just because I can beat them? Yes. You don't start thinking about that now, right? It's way too early. I No, I think people will start thinking about it now. I mean, here's the thing. We've seen how this game has accelerated. We have always said that we are playing this game in fourth gear the moment that you hit the beach. Yeah. People are looking for idols on day one. It wouldn't surprise me if people were also thinking of who they want to possibly sit with at this point of the game, of who they would possibly want to take to the end to better their chances of winning. It wouldn't surprise me. I understand that. Survivor David vs. Goliath reference. Nathan. Okay. Jackets and Eggs is the episode where Angelina asked Natalie for her jacket. Oh! Oh my god! Yes! Good reference, Jeremy. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm slow today. I had some candy, even though it's Halloween tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Very, very good reference. I agree that we're playing in fourth gear right off the bat. However, there still is some type of switch where you go from keeping the team strong to getting out the strong people and they're still in tribes. They haven't made the merge yet. Guys, we got time for one more caller. One somebody more caller. call and talk to me. Talk to Veronica. Somebody give, give me a somebody quote. Compliment this girl on her <laughs> costume because I gave her a lot of crap for it. So somebody Yeah, why would you do that? Cuz I think it's fun to make fun of you. Yeah, it's, it's that's fine. it. <laughs> but I think I think it's got to be at least after the merge where you start picking off really strong people unless you yeah. really feel like you can't trust them because otherwise you know, you become like a Stephanie tribe where everybody gets eliminated but you. And there's no merge. Right. Uh, and that's really, really sad. What did uh, We got to do MVP while we're waiting for somebody else to call us. Yeah, while we're waiting for someone else to call, let's do MVP. Call. Oh, there. Never mind. Here we go. Someone will MVP with us. All right, a caller. What's your name? And tell us where you're from. There's Josh. Hi, guys. It's Eric again. Hey, hey Eric. Eric. What's up, buddy? Not too much. Do you like Veronica's costume? Love it. Thank oh, you. wow. There was a pause uh, there. There was a pause hey. for a second. I was nervous for you. Thank you, Eric. I'm glad someone <laughs> likes it. You're Dude, welcome. What'd you think about today? Give me an idea of what I'm going to do tomorrow. Oh, Woo! what What are you, you were inspired. What are you going to do? I'm going to be a castaway from Survivor of the Australian Outback. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Very good. What'd you think about tonight's episode? It. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, definitely a step up from like the last few episodes, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, easy. Yeah. And what what, is, yeah, go I ahead. Lo- I, loved bo- I loved both challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have succeeded, or I would have been pulling the, car- pulling the cart, not being the one sitting on it in that first challenge. Okay. Yep. And um, 
Hey, Eric, just a quick, quick question. I I... Sorry? Yeah. Yeah, quick question. Because uh, Mike and I have obviously been talking about this idea of that we as an audience don't see the strategy of, you know, going into tribal council. What do you think, you know, as a viewer, do you like that you go into tribal not knowing who they could possibly vote out? Or do you wish there you saw some strategy and some reasoning? I'm an advocate of liking to see more strategy of yeah. who they're going to take out. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to go to a factor that they've got to you know give it away. Obviously, they're not going to they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would like to see more of going into okay, we're we want to get rid of this person. Let's ha- you know, let's get rid of this person. Yeah. Kind I... of thing. Not a we're going to go to the well, get water. What did you think of uh what did you think of voting minutes. out Jason today? Of them voting out Jason? Yeah. I've, I've seen in the chat, uh, some people have said it, it was a, a decent move, and I think it was a decent move. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think he could be dangerous later on. I do agree. I don't remember who it was in the chat that said um, there are bigger targets that they could have gotten out. I mean, any For of sure. those four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our real quick, our dangerous real, real quick, bud, because we got to go. Give us a prediction for next episode. Well, actually, two things. Give us a uh-huh. prediction, and then who was your MVP, Eric, for this episode? Uh, my MVP. I think it's got to go to Elaine. Yeah, yes. I too. I too. My Elaine. too. I mean, come on. Wait, she was great this episode. This lady's got to win. <laughs> Give us a prediction. And, um, my prediction. I think because of what Elaine did, I, I think. You think she's going to uh, be a target? I think it's. I think it's going to be. I don't know if she's going to become a target. Let's I think that. she's got. She's got. Um, is it uh, Elizabeth? I think. I think I agree with you, Mike. Those two are going to form a bond and a small alliance. Yeah, yeah. I feel I it see there. Them working together. Yeah. I mean, I'd like. I love that alliance. So I love it too, Eric. We love you, buddy. Thanks for calling in, man. Thanks so much. Right. We'll see you next week. Happy see ya. Halloween. Hey. Good costume. Quick prediction. Quick prediction. Uh, you know what? I kind of want to see Nora stir some things up, you know? I'm kind of wondering if anyone's going to join her side, and I'm, I hope we'll see a little bit more of that plotting next week. That's a good one. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to AfterBuzz family member Lauren and their little now threesome oh, yeah. breaking down and causing some havoc. I'm excited to see the fallout from tonight's vote. Yeah. We're very excited to see Woo! what happens next. But for right now, thank you so much for tuning into the Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We love talking strategy and Survivor with you. Mike, where can our tribe mates find you on social media? Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Nathan, Liera, Bria, Royal, Chels, Joseph, our two callers, Eric, Jeremy. Jeremy, right? Jeremy. Jeremy, you guys rock. Thank you so much, guys. My name is Mike Feeling. You can find me everywhere at It's Me, Veronica underscore V. And you can find me, Veronica Valencia, everywhere on social media at Mike Feeling. I will not spell that for you because I don't know how. Bye before E. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. Bye. We have some chicken. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.